0: I got quite a few issues to cover today, so I'm gonna get started. The first thing is, is
1: coronavirus! Shit is real! Shit get is getting real! Shit get get is real. Real. real! Coronavirus! Shit oh is real! Shit get is getting real! are on the perfect physical station.
0: by the good people at the Bodbelly Belly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. <laughs> they need them to protect us from the number one killer industry. Protect number us number from the century, four century four university. Three. A study on the century A study A on the A study A on the wide It's called dimmocide. Google and Google, nine. Google. 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 world's coming. Wanted everybody, yes. all the details, all this lines, this that we had in our possession. In our possession. There's an no old saying in Tennessee. I know it's an ancient proverb. Tennessee says. Alright everybody, welcome to episode 190, 190 episodes in the can of the Art and Jacob Do America podcast. I am your host, in the place to be, with little with little baby Yoda, Groku, or whatever his real name is, um, but sitting to my digital left America. is the brown recluse, Mr. Art Trail. Art, say hello to the millions
1: and millions what the hell is going on america um guys let's start let's start by calling a spade a spade caveman coffee is delicious um (laughs) guys go to cavemancoffee.com check out their entire inventory the hibiscus tea is fucking killing it i think they have like pumpkin spice latte stuff going on right now i think jesus posted that he was drinking some like pumpkin spice latte today or might have been yesterday um i just saw it today though but um yeah, I mean it's all good up in there. Like now that Christmas is over and you're trying to get your like I was just talking to Jacob about like getting like getting back in shape and all that. Like what better way to start your day by like getting some of that nitro cold brew, popping that shit in the system, going on a 45-minute bike ride and like starting your day off right before you have to deal with the hustle and bustle and bullshit of the everyday work day. And that's it. But Type in America at checkout to receive fifteen percent off. That goes a long way it shows that you're listening to the podcast it shows that you uh, appreciate us appreciate them take a picture of yourself like jesus does drink at the coffee and tag us tag them and we appreciate you thank you very much oh yeah so speaking of sponsors guys make sure you check out our
0: other sponsor, guys the great the powerful the flavorful elucateco hot sauce guys the kings of flavor since 1968 like i tell you every single week that is 50 plus years of flavor town guys anybody that's doing has been doing anything for 50 years you know they gotta be doing something right guys and make sure just like caveman coffee you go to shoplukateco.com enter promo code do america upon checkout and you'll save 10% off on whatever you buy. Right here in front of me I got the Chipotle, I got the triple X, I even got the original red habanero over here and guys all three are fabulous delicious tastes good on breakfast lunch dinner brunch second brunch whatever hobbiton meal that you're eating guys you can get that you can buy some shirts you can buy some hats you can buy beanies you can buy games you can buy a kiss the cook Yucateco apron if you want guys just get totally involved in the Yucateco lifestyle guys just make sure you enter promo code do america and it'll save yourself 10 percent off guys and again Make sure you tag us, tag them, and whatever you El know, Yucateco foolishness that you're doing. And that way it shows El Yucateco you're listening to the show and you know, showing them some love too as well. So with that said, Art, do you want to go ahead and jump into today's topic?
1: Yeah, guys. So I don't really even know how to phrase this topic, but throughout the year 2020, 2020 has been such a wild ride. And obviously with the election, with COVID, with the murder hornets, like a lot of stories went... <laughs> underreported a lot of weird shit happened this year and we just thought it'd be perfect to just sit down if you listen to our patreons and you dig the patreons i guess this episode is gonna be a little more patreon-ish yes but um yeah i just wanted to shoot the shit about some of these weird things and i was talking to jacob about it and we were just like yeah, let's talk about those weird fucking things that happened in twenty twenty. Correct. So, right, I'll let you
0: kick it off. Do you want to like just do like run down from like January on full down, or what do you want to do? Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, I don't really have them stated that way, like unless you have them stated that way. But kind of. But there, I mean, there's there's three. I'll I'll just say the three just to kill the lead a little bit. But there's three that I really wanted to focus on, and I, I you know that's a good format if you want to just go down the month. But mm-hmm. there's three that I definitely think deserve. A little more discussion. I think that obviously, when when um, the government, the U.S. government says that you know there are UFOs and we don't know what they are, yeah, I think that was interesting. Also, the money that not that long ago, yeah. Um, that dude that's in the rocket that they keep seeing above like LAX. That's another one. that I think oh we the should, Rocket Man, Rocket Man, and then um, I guess that Israeli scientist saying that we have had contact with. Extraterrestrials and they are very much among us. I did not see that. Oh wow. Okay. That we can end with that one, I guess. Because that one actually just happened like two weeks ago. So yeah.
0: So um, I guess my job would be more or less just to give you the stuff that you know I you know that's been out there. You know what I'm saying. But just to give you a nice little, just a little review of 2020. You know, if you're listening to this in you know the year 2025 and you just want to be like, yeah, wow, I want to hear a podcast about how wild 2020 was or whatever, right? So we kind of start the year off. Like it was weird. Like we literally started. Like everyone forgets about this. That we literally started the year off. Like January third. We are almost at World War Three with fucking Iran and shit. So Trump fucking kills like that general, that Iranian general, like b- with a drone attack and shit. And fucking Iran fucking fires back. You know. You know. At you know some bases like in Iraq and shit. And I remember, like, when all that was popping off and I was like, here he goes, guys. Here's where Trump fucking, like, gets us fucking blown off the face of the earth and shit. Because I remember hearing that news and I was on top of my roof, you know, brushing off, like, the pine needles. Because, like, I'm super, like, fucking... Like, sketched out and afraid that, you know, like one of my neighbors is going to light a bottle rocket off and it's going to land on my roof and it's going to ignite it with like all those pine needles on there. And I remember being on my roof, sweeping off all those pine needles. And I remember seeing like all these like fucking Area 51 fucking fighter po- like jets like just flying over me. I believe like I sent you and Eric like a picture of like about seven of them that just kept flying over me and like landing yeah. in our local airport at Meadows Field. And I just thought that was wild. Like, I admit, I admit, like, I had not been, like, that afraid, like, you know, war-wise since, like, fucking 9-11. I was like, oh, shit. Like, we're gearing up for fucking war right now.
1: Yeah, it's pretty wild. Obviously, that was, like, 10 jobs ago for me, but... Um, <laughs> 10 jobs. Like, but that was when I worked at... Right next to the airport, at that dealership next to the airport. So, like, that was very much... Like, I remember... I think I might have been texting you about it. Like, I was like, dude, it must have happened on a Saturday or something. It did. But But, like i remember when that was happening i was like dang this shit is like legit like this is pretty scary and to be completely honest with you i don't even remember that like that's how fucking crazy (laughs) 2020 has been yeah like
0: literally like we almost had three the, the third greatest war of our lifetime and shit
1: yeah no it was it was pretty fucking nuts how like obviously COVID has been like the big elephant in the room but yeah. We already did a COVID episode. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so um, the year kind of like starts off that way. Um, and then at the end of the month of January, we lose Kobe Bryant. We even did a whole episode about it, guys. And we didn't make a YouTube video of it because both of us were crying and sobbing and whatnot. But I like that was wild too. That it was just like that his death was like so huge. It made us forget about like potential incoming doom of world war three. And I still feel like we're still feeling like a little bit of the ripples of it, you know, just because the Lakers, they released, you know, their championship ring, you know, the Lakers end up winning the championship this year and whatnot. Uh, But I thought it was like a nice tribute that like the Lakers championship ring on the side of it, it kind of has like that snake skin. And like, there's like a snake that intertwines with like each player's name, like on the side of the ring. And then it has like a, a removable top, and inside of the top, like you have all the you know retired Lakers greats jerseys that have been retired and hanging in the rafters the Staples Center. And you got your Jerry West, you got you know Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, your Magic Johnsons, your Shaqs, you know Jerry West, like all these Chick Hearn. Uh, but then it like highlights you know you know the eight and the twenty-four they got retired you know a couple years back, all set in the drop of a snakeskin, and I was just like, dude, that to me like that was so beautiful to see that.
1: Yeah, I mean that was that. I was talking to my girlfriend about that, about like Kobe Bryant's passing, um, and I was just joking with her. I was like, I can't believe that was like seven years ago, earlier this year, like because mm-hmm. it just feels like it was so long ago. Like, mm-hmm. like him and when Tupac ha- died
0: like around the same time. Him, Selena, Tupac, and Kobe all died around the same time. Feels like. Yeah,
1: no, like no fucking joke, man. Like it was, it literally feels like. That was like 2018 when that happened. Like, mm-hmm. I still remember the day when it happened. Like, I was on my way to Food Max without a mask, without anything. Like, obviously <laughs> back when you can just shop at a store without a mask. Just raw dog grocery shopping and shit. Just raw dog and just eating grapes off the fucking thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like were you that child growing up? <laughs> no, I wasn't that child. But I've seen, I've seen people do that. Yeah, I've, um, seen, I've seen people I put was, their whole face a, like a in kid, the beans. I, oh, I was the kid that would stick his hand in the beans, though. Yeah, you fucking like, And, slog. like, pretend that it's... <laughs> you Sandman um,
0: from Spider-Man 3.
1: Yeah, like, I was that kid. But um, I remember you texting me, and, like... And, obviously, you go back and listen to that Kobe Bryant episode if you find this interesting. But um, just the whirlwind that that whole thing happened. like like, uh, LeBron James had just passed Kobe in the all-time, like, scoring list, like... Just a really, really weird time period. It was. It felt like the NBA season was, was, was took the the hardest blows, and it started right there with Kobe Bryant's passing, mm-hmm. just because it. You lose one of its like brightest stars of all time, and then obviously it's halted. It's the first sport that just decides to stop before. Any any other sport does, but they decided to stop and just say like, no, nah, this whole COVID thing seems like way bigger than we're letting on to be. But yeah, I mean Kobe definitely like monster news and yeah, and that was I, I, I oh go ahead oh I was like I I just realized like I can't wait for like when Carson Daly does the ball drop. I don't know if they're still doing that this year for the new year's eve show or whatever It'd probably or like, on
0: zoom or something like they'll have like a mini ball like in like their like their background or whatever like remote
1: controlled dude i saw somebody the here from here in Bakersfield that posted like i just bought tickets to go to new york for new year's eve and i was like why, why? what the fuck like you're gonna get some sizzlers and eat it in your fucking <laughs> like hotel room because yeah, they're ain't gonna be shit out there yeah like there ain't gonna be shit out there like even
0: okay even if it wasn't covid like let me just be straight up honest with you like i would never do the new year's eve like you know ball drop because i hear it's like the most torturous thing ever you're literally standing mind you it's in the middle of like a bad winter like every winter in new york around that time period is always like super bitterly cold i believe like five of the last 10 years like it always like rains and like you're wet you can't leave to go eat You can't leave to go to the restroom. Like you literally hear about people like, you know, strapping on diapers, like adult diapers and just fucking, you know, waiting for the ball to drop. And like literally like you're waiting like 10, 12 hours just for that. Like we did that like when we saw Nine Inch Nails in San Francisco one time. But like at least you get to see like a fucking Hall of Famer, you know, put on a show for you. You're seeing, like, all these, like, horrible fucking Jeff Dunham acts, like, warm up to just see, like, a little fucking glittery ball fall, and then, like, that's it, you know? Like, to yeah. me, like, it's just, like, such the biggest waste of time.
1: Not only that, but, like, Nine and came on at, like, 9 o'clock at, at night, you know? Like, their yeah. show is over at about 11.30. The ball drop doesn't happen until midnight, and all you get are those stupid, like, Planet Fitness hats and, like... <laughs> to like wear on your head the stupid glasses
0: with like this o's right here and the two and like i guess a one this year
1: yeah dude i stopped caring about new year's since like 1997 like after y2k after like the year 2000 i was like well doesn't really matter because next day is just fucking january 1st so yeah i don't really care like all that like new year new me bullshit like dude you could just start that this monday for all i care like yeah just do it, like just fucking do it already, like. Yeah, shout out to Nike. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: but you know, not to keep you know, you know, harping on you know all the bad news. By the way, guys, we're gonna try to make some of the, these bad news articles. We're gonna try to make them as entertaining as possible. It's kind of a, a little apology for last week's Christmas episode <laughs> about the night that Santa went crazy, but uh, it was still around this same time frame, I believe, from like October all the way up until like March or April like all of Australia just seemed to be like totally on fire and I have it written down on here that you know 72,000 square miles and 3 billion um, you know were on the brink of extinction or were set on fire and died and like that's just like crazy like when you think about like Australia's like wildlife like that's what they're known for you know like this these unique animals and like a lot of them are either now extinct or on the brink of extinction just because of those crazy ass wildfires that they had. And we just so happened just to forget all about that.
1: Yeah, I do remember when um the satellite images were coming out of Australia and they were nuts. Like it like literally you could see like a line of fire like in, in like the devastation behind it. Mm-hmm. That that
0: was pretty fucking nuts. Like and it was so bad too that like like smoke was starting to like mind you, billows over like the entire pacific ocean like you would see like those satellite radars of like you know the weather girls like miles Musio, like with the weather and shit like outroker with the yeah. weather and like you would just see like it looked like this like gigantic like storm cloud but it was like all smoke and like you could see it like make its way to like through like new zealand and indonesia and shit and then like just make itself like you know already like marry itself with like California's really bad weather and it's wildfires and shit and like just like i remember that day like where you see like the Australian, like, smoke cloud, like, come over, like, Bakersfield. Like, I was like, wow, that's fucking amazing. Like, it takes 17 hours, I believe, to get on a plane to go to Australia. And, like, this fucking, like, cloud of fucking, like, fire and smoke, like, made its way all the way across the Pacific Ocean, all the way over here to Bakersfield.
1: That is insane. Yeah, I, I that's one of those. That must have been, like, early March, because I do remember that one was still getting a little bit of traction. Like, it was kind of competing with COVID yeah. as like news story or whatever. Obviously COVID like dominated. pretty much yeah it would take the lead there, but still pretty fucking nuts that, that was like, you know, it had its it had its um moment in the sun there. Yeah. For for about a month. And then you got one now? Um, let's see here. So let's see. So, obviously, this is around the time that the United States government actually comes out and says very much so that the lights in the sky, UFOs, that they are very much like a real occurrence and we don't know what they are. Like, we. we they basically acknowledge UFOs existing and possibly being from extraterrestrial origin for the first time. And the funny thing about this whole time period is. This is also when, like prior to this, like just leading up to this, um uh Trump was getting a lot of like backlash for well he was the be- whole... he was
0: being impeached,
1: yeah, yeah, the whole impeachment thing was wild, yeah, do you remember I don't even have this on my list, but do you remember that time period it was it might have been right at the beginning of the year where like a little girl went missing from a school bus, yeah, and and it was like front page news all over the place. And I remember talking to my coworker being like, that's so fucking weird that that story in particular is like front page news. And I remember being like on like every like major like news channel, not because it's not important that kids go missing, but the fact that it's like this like blonde haired, blue eyed little girl, like obviously it's like John Banana Ramsey too. Yeah. And it's like, dude, like little kids in the hood go missing all the time. Nobody gives a shit. But it always felt to me that they were like, hiding like making something go trying to make something go away like and this is around the same time period that this whole like space force is active like this is a very real thing now like we're going to create space force which is kind of comical but at the same time like it does make me jacob uses the phrase skeptical hippo eyes a lot Uh and i think for me it does that same thing where like this is my skeptical hippo eyes hippo eyes where like i'm just like why like I don't think Trump is like a super smart dude, <laughs> no. but I think he's like smart enough to like come up with like, people are going to laugh at me if I do this. And like, it almost seems like he did it for a reason. We don't know the reason just yet, but like he did it for some weird reason. And maybe it was like, just like
0: a distraction from like everything that was going on, like in the news with his impeachment or whatnot, because that, it seemed like that hammer was going to come down. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously he gets out of impeachment, you know, you know shout out to mitch mcconnell you know for blocking a lot of evidence getting put into play and whatnot but he beats the impeachment but you are right like there was a lot of like crazy news stories that were coming out about you know like you know the missing child or whatever And i think that's what's that was like a big thing this year too like save all save all the children or whatever and like end pedophiles like that became like a big thing and it felt like it was just like a big distraction from people talking about you know the impeachment and whatnot and you are right about that, where it's just like, you know, they'll put, like, a John Bonet Ramsey-looking girl on there, but, like, what about, like, all those children on the border? I believe it was, like, 5,000 children at the border had gone missing. They still haven't found them yet, you know? And, like, where's, where's, yeah, where's yeah. The, the hashtag for that? So it's just, like, I, I feel like that whole hashtag, like, save all children is, like, well, what do you mean by that? Do you mean save all, like, you know, cute John JonBenet Ramsey children or whatever, children that might look like you? Or are we talking about all all children? Because let's face it, like you don't really mean that. Like you don't really mean that. And it, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, clearly they mean like save all white children, <laughs> no offense to white people. I didn't want to say but it like, like that, but yeah,
0: you are right. Yeah.
1: But, you know, we did an episode not the – well, actually pretty early on in the whole, like, Art and Jacob to America podcast. Mm-hmm. We did an episode of, like, mass disappearances, I think. Mm-hmm. And in that episode, we talk about – there's two that always stick in my mind. Well, three, like, the indigenous women missing in, like, the whole, like um, – I forgot what that highway is. But uh, that's one. Then in in uh, Washington, D.C., Baltimore area, mm-hmm. like, 500 kids had gone missing in, like, a three-month span at the beginning of, like, 2018, I believe it was. Like, that's pretty ridiculous. Nobody cared about that, like, back in 2018. Like, it wasn't until, like, this year that, like, all of a sudden, like, now, like, one, like, white kid went goes missing and, like, now we have to, like, save all the children. Yeah. So that was interesting. And then, yeah, you're right. I mean, like, the whole, like, borderline between um, El Paso and Ciudad Juarez, like, that area there is, like, notorious for not just children, but like women, women, like adult women going missing. And like, and, and the reason why it's so notorious is because they're American companies that are built right at the border. And a lot of like Mexican people will work those, you know, companies that are there. And like, then a lot of the, you know, obviously the United States is making profit profit off of these, you know, like, because you can pay people less in Mexico than you can in the United States. Correct. And like, you don't have to offer them healthcare. <laughs> so, um, So, like, that's the whole thing of, like, hey, a lot of these people that are working for American companies are going missing, and the United States does nothing about that. So, like, it's kind of one of those things that I agree with you 100%. Like, people will put a blind eye to those things and do the whole, like, save all the children and, like... They don't mean that shit no. like they don't mean that shit and
0: to bring up what you originally brought up about like you know the US government talking about like yeah there are UFOs out there and there I believe it was like a, a professor like a like some high fluton like you know college was like yeah it doesn't look like to be of this earth and I think that's like what set people off where like people were you know like oh the US government is finally admitting that there is you know extraterrestrial life when like I, I remember looking at that earlier in the year you know like, trying to you know come up with another topic And, like, the wording of that kind of gets lost in translation where they're, like, they are recognizing that there are UFOs, unidentified flying objects, that the U.S. government, they're not sure, like, how they work. Uh, This is around the same time Joe Rogan, he has this, like, one guest on who, like, worked in the military where he was talking about, like, yeah, like, these aircrafts, like, they can fly, you know, pretty much undetected, you know, in our radar from one place to another at, like, supersonic speed They seem to be admitting, like, no, like, kind of exhaust or any kind of heat. And, like, you know, they're, like, it's just all these unexplained things that just does not, you know, work with what their understanding of, you know, flight and whatnot goes. So I was big on that for a while. And then it, like, turns out, like, as, you know, like, more and more information comes out, they're thinking that, like, yeah, it might be something that, like, China or even, like, one of the Koreas – or even Russia, possibly like they like some craft that they're coming out with. We did a whole episode about like Area 51, and we went on. This, I went on this big long tangent about you know like th- these magnificent crafts that we were you know building, you know, because of the Cold War. Low key, like we were almost at the brink of World War III. So it kind of explains a little bit why they would be seeing like these crafts, you know, because you know how unstable America just seemed to be like at the beginning of this year
1: yeah that, I mean I think that that was the Bob Lazar interview with Joe Rogan um, by the way sometimes I'm really skeptical about Bob Lazar like I want to believe the guy mm-hmm. but like he uh, also scares me a little bit I don't <laughs> think I don't think I can trust him sometimes it's a lot like
0: Alex but, Jones where it's just like there is kernels of truth in what he is saying and like because it is, it is wild some of the stuff that like the Moscovian that he was talking about and you know, like using magnets and whatnot to, you know, propel yourself or whatever. Like, he was talking about that shit like in the 80s, like before that shit became like commercially used, like in the like 2000s and shit. So that is pretty wild, you know, that he would say all that. But I'm sure like he peppered up his story a little bit just, just to get, you know, a little bit no, more notoriety.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely believe that. But the, honestly, like that whole thing, that feels like it was like 50 years ago. Right? Like, yeah, like I I can't even believe that that was the same year, like, and that's not even like halfway through the year. No, we're so still like, in
0: February right now, like early February at that. Like I believe like my notes, like this all happened like, like February sixth. If you will,
1: yeah, it's nuts to me. Like everything, I I honestly remember when my birthday happened, um, in early May. Like I remember thinking like. I hope this whole COVID thing goes away by, like, the end of May so I can go to this concert that I've been, like, (laughs) wanting to go to for a while. Obviously, that didn't happen. Every concert got canceled, but, like, it was fucking, like, nuts. Like, like how COVID has slowed everything to, like, a screeching halt.
0: You know what? And, like, you say that, and, like, I am so thankful because my baby boy, he was born, you know, in February, February 6th. And I remember we were talking about this during Christmas dinner, how, like, we're thankful like he was born right before everything like hit with COVID. Like I believe it was like in March, March 11th, I believe is like the big date that like a bunch of like COVID shit like went down. Uh, but he was born February 6th. And I remember being in the hospital and like, they were talking about like COVID cases, like in Washington and like, um you, you know cuz you you basically you're living at the hospital like whenever a baby is born and you know you can hear nurses saying like oh they want to admit this one guy into our ICU but like we we hear that it's like super contagious like you hear like this like that every day like you know background chatter you know that you know coworkers talk about and there's just like no like uh the supervisor says they don't want that there they they probably need a quarantine at the public health center which you know they were doing here in town um that's, I think, believe like here in town, like the first confirmed case was somebody from out of town and they had them quarantined at the public health center. But like, they were talking about that and I was like, huh, like that's wild. Like, you know, like I've never, like, it's like shit that you see like in a movie, like outbreak, like this is like what the doctors are talking about. And they look legitimately scared too. Cause they're like, Oh, we don't know if we have enough for this. Like we have enough for like, you know, patients who are experiencing, you know, like the average cold or flu or whatnot. But like, And we're talking about Memorial Hospital, which is, like, no fucking slouch, like, when it comes to healthcare at all. And, like, they were talking about, like, we're not prepared for this. Like, we need, like, help. And, like, that that was, like, in February when I believe, like, all the cases were just, like, all the major cases were just in Washington at that point. So, I mean, we were super thankful that, you know, he was born before that time where I was able to be in the room. Um, Perla's mom was able to be in the room, like, while she was giving birth and shit, and, like, in a way COVID has kind of been a blessing because like I've had all this time off from work, you know, or just being at home where he's now like 10 months old. I'm like, Holy shit. It feels like just yesterday he was born and like, he's like walking and like almost talking now and shit. And I get to see all that.
1: that. Yeah. That, that is, that does sound like a blessing. Like that is the one time you would want to stay home for like 10 <laughs> the months. The one straight, time like, you like, want a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I mean, I'm serious. Obviously like, it's kind of a weird circumstance but it turned out fine like you know the like the birth like came at a really good time i think we talked about this off air but yeah, like that would have been shitty because like there's been like couples that are like one has to give birth and they can't see the kid like till they're out of the hospital kind of thing like some scary shit or like they have a loved one in the hospital and like they can't see them or like that so many terrible things yeah. so like my heart goes my heart goes out to those people yeah. so um or that or Dang, I just thought of something really big and I can't think of it now. I forgot about it. Oh, the
0: people like
1: not being able to go to the hospital or what? No, no, it was something else completely. I totally blanked out on it though. Okay. Well <laughs> it'll come back to me if it's important. If
0: <laughs> it's meant to be. Um, but like I referenced in March, March eleventh, this is when the you know, the Who, the World Health Organization, they officially label COVID a global pandemic. I believe at that time I have it written down here, like right when they announced that. Uh, There was 188,000 cases of coronavirus, COVID-19, in um, the United States at this time. Uh, I believe on the same date that that happened, that's like where Tom Hanks and his wife get it. Um, And then also too, I believe uh, it was the Utah Jazz and the Oklahoma City Thunder. You know, two NBA teams for our non-you know sports fans or whatever. You know, they were supposed to have a game that day. It gets canceled. Um, I believe because a couple of the players tested positive for COVID, and I believe Rudy Gobert, th- th- he's pretty much the guy that, you know, shuts the whole <laughs> United States down, this this French fucking uh, basketball player. He shuts, yeah. like, the entire, you know, NBA and sports world and business world down because it just seems like there was a world before COVID, or before Rudy Gobert doing all this and a world after Rudy Gobert doing all this. And he kind of like does like this, like very tasteless joke. Like on our Patreon, we were talking about like Jeff Dunham, like how he's a bad comedian. Uh, But they were talking about like how they were, you know, canceling that night's game. And like Rudy Gobert just starts like coughing on all of his hands and like touching all the mics and like touching all the curtains and shit, like being super reckless or whatever. And, you know, the joke was like, Oh, like this it's just a cold or a flu or whatever. Like, you know, and I don't have it or whatever. But as it turns out, like later in that day, he tests positive, as well as, like, I believe like two or three of his teammates test positive. Yeah,
1: Dominic Mitchell tested positive. Donovan
0: Mitchell, yes, and, you know, Adam Silver, the NBA's commissioner, is like, you know what, we're canceling, we're putting, we're pausing the, the NBA season, we're putting it on hold, and you just see it hour by hour that, like, everything just starts to stop. Like, the NHL stops, professional hockey stops, uh, MLB, professional baseball, they stop doing their spring training. Then you just start seeing, like, all these, like, business restrictions, like, no indoor dining, and, you know, gyms have to close like all this it just seemed like an avalanche just right on this date right after rudy bear it, Gobert touches it, the it
1: was such a scary time like so march 10th i was in la i went to go see the Culto luna and Emma ruth randall like so that was the last concert i went to like march 10th literally a day before things start shutting down and i remember like as we were waiting for the concert to start um we went to like this restaurant and the spurs were playing the mavericks and like i was like let's just watch this game and like when it when the game ends we'll go get in line to get inside the concert so like i'm really really glad we did all that because like it would be like another like four more months before sports came back like four or five more months before sports came back and they did the whole like bubble nba thing but like it was really fucking weird like i remember the next day i was at work and like things were getting canceled the word went out like that's when they did the press conference and like people were flipping out like the whole like thing where people were taking all the toilet paper Mm -hmm. off the shelves. Like it felt like something out of a movie. Like it was, it was pretty scary. Like I remember thinking like, am I going to have to like be eating like fucking canned food for the next like four or five months? Like what the hell is happening? Like I I legitimately was like pretty scared.
0: So this is like a serious thing I'm about to say and it's going to come out funny and you know, Thank God this is a comedy podcast or whatever. But like when people started like hoarding toilet paper and we couldn't find any paper towels, we couldn't find any baby wipes, you know, we couldn't find any toilet paper or anything like that. Anything to wipe yourself with. Like I literally like started like being super cautious of like what I ate because like when I got to take a shit, like I got to take a shit. Like even this whole podcast today that we were supposed to record was was supposed to happen 30 minutes earlier. But, you know, I had a case of the poopskies. And so, you know, like I, you know, I really, you know, had to do some work. But, like, I was, like, super scared. Like, I was just like, oh, shit. Like, I really needed to eat, like, really fibrous foods that are not going to, you know, create a mess or anything like that. Or, you know, if I use toilet paper, I got to be, like, super cautious, like, just to use, like, one, like, little, like, you know, square and then, like. If I so happened to have, like, a a messy situation, like, I guess I'm just going to have to take a lot of showers because fuck it, you know, like, I don't know when the next time I'm going to have to buy, I'm going to be able to buy toilet paper is going to be, and I remember, like, stopping at, like, multiple gas stations, and, you know, like, gas stations, like, they'll have, like, their little bullshit, like, grocery aisles or whatever, and I remember, like, going to, like, one in the hood, like, just because, like, I knew, like, like they had like, you know, like, toilet paper that had been like on this one shelf like under the top ramen for like 20 years or whatever like no one has ever bought this toilet paper and they were selling like each individual roll for like 10 bucks and i remember buying three of them just because i was like i don't know when we're gonna be able to buy toilet paper again and like that like it's funny to look back at now but like at the time like it was super scary like i was like is next month gonna be like some mad max situation or what
1: no, I I was right there with you. Like I didn't know what was happening. Like it um it all just happened so fast. Like it went from like being covid being like this like and there was so much misinformation as well. Like I remember people posting like memes about it like saying like don't worry, it's just fake. It's all just cuz it's an election year and all this mm-hmm. stuff like like it was just mass confusion and like mass paranoia and like it, it was it was weird how like I remember I went to the Target um on Rosedale. If you live in Bakersfield, you know where Target Rosedale is. It's a nice part of um, town. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the well Rosedale. Yeah. It's like oil money. It's like dumb, dumb rich people money. So like <laughs> no offense if you live in Rosedale. <laughs> but um <laughs> Um But anyway, so I went there and like the entire shelf was just like wiped out like I was like dude we need some hand sanitizer and all this stuff like I was like I started freaking out like that when I saw that that's when I freaked out I was like okay this shit's like legit now like
0: the world's about to end yeah and my job like we didn't you know I might get in trouble for this but at my job they didn't shut shit down until like a week later too so like we would have like people we deal with a lot of like sick people or the general public a lot of those people were like coming into the office and I was just like super like sketched like holy fuck is this person in front of me is he gonna have like the zombie plague like in him or whatever so like people would be like wanting to give me like documents i was like you know what like don't worry about it like i'll make it all right like i'll figure it out like i'll email like whatever other agency needs to get this or whatever but like go ahead and keep your documents oh thank you sir and like they'd go to like shake my hand i'd be like all right, cool. Like I would do, like like I got super. I remember my I got like t- a talking to from my supervisor because I refused to shake someone's hand. I was like, dude, like we literally got a pandemic going on. And I remember them saying like, oh, it'll be over by um by because uh, they're a super Trump supporter. They're like, oh no, it'll be over by um April. That's what the president was saying. And I was just like, I don't know. This seems like a little bit worse than fucking you know
1: like a one week fucking flu or whatever. Yeah, I mean. I remember when he did that press conference where he was like, "Uh, we're going to open up the country for Easter and all this bullshit. Like, obviously that didn't happen Mm -hmm. because the country is like not even really open now. It's (laughs) everything is still takeout over here in the United States. I'm interested to hear what like people from other countries are like going through though. Like Mm -hmm. um, Mandy in like Canada. Mm -hmm. Right. And then like, nicole smith boss like she's in south africa like i don't know what what those countries are going through right now like what what life is like over there but like here it's like it's kind of normal but like kind of not yeah. like it's so weird like there's nothing fun to do like you can only go to the grocery store and like overspend i actually bought an uh, a nintendo switch just to pass the time <laughs>
0: I will say this though, like once like my work did close down or whatever, it did give me more time to spend, you know, at home again with the baby, um, but also too to spend like on this podcast. Like you see in the background, I got all these like fancy lights and you know new table, like you know a better look. You 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 look back like a year ago, like I did not know how to operate my camera. You know, I didn't know I had to have certain lighting. Like, so if there's, a, again, to put a silver lighting on all this, it's the pandemic has made the podcast a little bit better.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's true. I would say the one thing I'm really thankful about the pandemic is, like, I got in pretty good shape there for a while. Yeah. Last three months, not so much. But yeah. for a little while, I was getting in pretty good
0: shape. Yeah, I was down to I was down 10 pounds at one point. But El- shout out to Alejandra for those cookies because I put them right back on.
1: Yeah, this is like tamale season, and like I had a bunch of enchiladas yesterday, and like I'm not giving a fuck right now, but I, I really need to get back on the horse. I'm giving
0: total fucks right now. I haven't had one tamale all season. Like, my uh, for Christmas, my girl's mom, like they made like they over made tamales, like they had like six potfuls of them or whatever. And I straight told them, I was like, nah, I I just made up a lie. I just said, no, I just, I just really don't like the masa, like the corn around (laughs) the tamale, which is a total lie because I do, but I just knew like one tamale is going to lead to 16. And I was like, nah, I can't have it this year.
1: I feel you. I respect that.
0: These man man boobs right here, they're getting too thick.
1: Oh yeah. No, I'm giving myself until like February 14th, Valentine's day to like get my shit back together. Like not, not right now. Like, I mean like, get back to the way i want to be at okay. by that time
0: so you can do it with the lights on
1: yeah <laughs> essentially speaking yeah. of doing it with anyway. the lights
0: on or whatever in april we are officially at one million coronavirus fucking um cases here in the united states and here's the here's something in the news that i totally forgot about but do you remember like when kim jong-un like when he like was like there was a big thing like all the news outlets were reporting that like he was on his dead brain dead yeah yeah. 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 I remember that. Yeah, and I was just like, "Whoa!" I totally forgot about that. And like, I remember every single news outlet, whether it be CNN, whether it be Fox News, whether it be whoever it was, Infowars, like whoever, they were all reporting like uh, Kim Jong Un. Like, he's on his deathbed. He's done. And his sister, like, and they show, like, a picture of, like, the, the, the Kim Jong un sister or whatever, who looks super evil as fuck. Like, she looked like the fucking Asian chick from fucking Audition. I was like, holy shit, that's who we got to deal with? Bring that motherfucker back. Get fucking the lady in red from Game of Thrones. Bring fucking Kim Jong un back. Cause that bitch looks evil. She looked
1: as like Molina from Mortal Kombat. Yes,
0: she did. That's Melina from Mortal Kombat. What the, what the hell? Fuck you, bring that bitch back for. But yes, Kim <laughs> Jong un, like, was reported to be dead. Cause I guess he missed. Like, I guess his, like, great grandparent, great grandfather's, like, holiday parade celebration or whatever, like, where they marched down, like, all their, like, missiles and shit down the street. Like, he was nowhere to be found. And I guess it turns out, like, he just, like, had, a, like, a bad, bad cold at that time.
1: Yeah. He might have had COVID early. Like, it's super weird how, like, news travels. Have we seen much of him recently? Like, obviously, he's not in the news that much. So, like, I don't know if, like, they're weakened at Bernie, like, his body, like, now, like, where it's, like, they just need a shadow puppet. Like, um, one of the ideas, like, topic ideas that I had pitched to you a while back was, like, the owner of the Samsung Corporation, mm-hmm. like, apparently, like, he had been, like, weakened at Bernie's for a while. So, like, in, like, no offense to Asian culture, but apparently, like, that's, like, a thing that people will do over there just to, like, maintain power. Wow. Well, like, just, like, sh- like have, like, a weakened at Bernie situation with their, like. Elders.
0: Well, they do have, like, that one culture. I forget where it's at. I want to say it's, like, Vietnam or whatever. And I know that's wrong when it comes out of my mouth. But, like, they actually, like, will dig up, like, their relatives or whatever. And, like, they'll dress them up, like, in new clothes and, like, feed them, like, cakes. Or feed them cakes or whatever. Or put, like, you know, coffee to their lips or whatever. And, like, they're straight up, like, fucking zombie corpses that are being dug up and shit. I'm like, that is crazy. And then you got, like, little kids just like, playing with grandma's fucking femur bone and shit.
1: That's so fucking like creepy as fuck like it's it sounds weird but at the same time i'm sure if like we grew up in that like it'd be like every other day like we have a weird fear of death here in the united states Mm -hmm. i remember like explaining like
0: to the white side of my family about like the day of the dead or whatever and they straight up thought that was like devil worship (laughs)
1: yeah i know the day of the dead is like it's become more like pop culture revel- relevant now like since like Coco brought it into light. Yeah. <laughs> but like yeah, you're right. It was it was pretty dark there for a while. Like it was like viewed as like the gothic holiday and like <laughs> like, like now it's a little more it's like Disney friendly. it? yeah. 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 Um if Disney's doing it, it's cool. Yeah. But this is also
0: around the same time again like this is like where the country's like shut down or whatever and the reason why I put this on here is because, like, the next month, this is where, you know, you get the other side of the coin. Uh, but, you know, obviously the country didn't open up past Easter. And this is, like, where you get, like, all these, like, Karens. And I don't know what the male equivalent to a Karen is. Like, I don't know. We'll just call it a Tom. A Chad. A Chad. There you go. Oh. Yeah, you're right. Uh, this is, like, where they were doing, like, all those, like, protests because they couldn't get a haircut. They couldn't get their nails done. And, like, there's this, like, really, like, poignant picture i believe taken by like ap news or whatnot or i forget what the other like you know public news site was but um or reuters i believe it's a reuters photo where it's like this like maskless like trump supporter dude like yelling and you can see like like the spit particles coming out of this guy's mouth and he's yelling like at a police officer right like with the blues lives matter band on and shit like yelling at him or whatever and he's like holding a sign like give us haircuts now or whatever because people were like super like freaking out like huntington beach i believe like they were like uh, because they were they were getting ready to shut down you know uh, beaches for the memorial day holiday coming up in the next month and like there i just remember like just people wilding out over like the stupidest thing over like a haircut or getting their nails done
1: yeah that was super weird to me like the whole the whole haircut thing i agree like um it must've been like some online movement that started it because it doesn't seem like the average person should care about getting their nails done that much. Like it's such a like trivial thing, like getting their nails done or haircuts. Like everyone during that time period, I, my hair was getting super long mm-hmm. and like I was, it was whatever, but it's not like I cared. Like I was, I was, that's when I had left Toyota and I was like onto by local, this other company called by local. And like, um, which is a great job, like, by the way. Like, if you work for that corporation, it's fun working from home. Uh, <laughs> but uh, my hair was super long. I didn't have to go out. And, like, I don't understand. Like, looking back at that, like, you're right. People were, like, flipping the fuck out over nothing.
0: And they were saying, like, they're trying to take our personal liberties away, blah, 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 blah. And, like, I get it, like, when people say, like, oh, we need to support, you know, local businesses. Because, I mean, a lot of local businesses were hurting, you know, like nail salons and and barbers and, you know, hairstylists and things like that, makeup artists and people that quit. I know this one girl, like, she quit, like, a really good, like, job, like, in the sheriff's department to, like, do eyebrows and shit. And she was doing really well at it, you know, before, you know, COVID hit. And it totally, like, devastated, like, their family because, you know, she had, like, you you know, family to take care of, like, two little girls and whatnot. And it's just like, whoa, like, I can understand having, like, the compassion for that. But it was like this selfish thing where it was just like not so much like, oh, we need to open up the economy or, you know, be creative with like how to safely do this. It was like, no, I need a haircut. I need to get my nails done. And I was just like, y'all are fucking, y'all are fucking weird. Like that's the only thing I can think of. Like when I would see that on TV.
1: Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. Like we can't get over this until people start wearing masks and like start socially distancing and like doing the responsible thing. We can't really get to that point, and, like, we can't get to the point where things are opening back up, and the people that don't want to wear the mask and don't want to socially distance are the same people that are complaining that we're not opening up. So it's kind of like this, like, rat chasing its tail where it's like, we're never going to get there. Or what's that until snake? we do, like, the... snake that eats his own... Coragoras. Coragoras. There you go. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, if y'all want this to happen, then, yeah, like comply. Like I hate to sound like a shill or whatever or a sheeple or whatever, but it's just like, yeah, like y'all are the ones that are keeping us from having this, you know. I remember like my girlfriend and I like we went to um I wanna say like Walmart or something like that. And we would just see like people like acting a fool in public. Like where they were like yelling with no mask on, just like just like coughing, like just being super over the top and extra, just to be like annoying or whatever. Just like to do it. And it's just like Y'all realize that you're the same people like that are keeping us from making any progress? You know, like, just take it just a little bit more serious, you know?
1: Yeah, we probably would have been over this shit by now if it weren't for those people. <laughs> New Zealand
0: did it. Uh, but the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because in May, um, things start to come to a head with a lot of things, like racial inequality. I, I know this was, like, this, the whole summer just seems, like, to be marred by this, but um, after Memorial Day weekend... Uh, that's when you, everyone sees, like, that video of George Floyd, you know, pretty much being murdered by a police officer. And it kicks off, like, these these protests, not only just for George Floyd, uh, but in February you had, you know, that gentleman that was running, pretty much being hunted by these three other gentlemen, Ahmed Arbery. Uh, he was, you know, murdered in uh, February. And then in March you had Rihanna Taylor. So, like, it just seemed like for, you know, the African Americans here in this country, like, every month, like, yeah, they're in quarantine and they're seeing like one of their own continuously this continuous problem has been happening for like centuries here in this country. They're seeing it like on TV every single month, you know. And then when you're in you're you're not busy, you're not distracted with anything else, you're forced to be in your home. You're seeing these your 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 own people being hunted, like in our Ahmed Aubrey's case or being murdered live on video on Facebook Live, you know, in the case of George Floyd, or Breonna Taylor, who, you know, everyone likes to say, like, oh, blue lives matter, and, you know, red lives matter, like all these, like, first responders, you know, things. She was a first responder. She gets murdered in her own house, you know, whatever. And this is where you start to see the other side of the, f- the coin, where you start to see, like, all these other protests for, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement.
1: Yeah, I mean, things got tense here in Bakersfield. That's that's the time period that I was working from home. Mm -hmm. So I was very much like in it, like watching the news all the time and like keeping up with everything that people were posting and all these things. And like, I mean, I don't know if it was extra escalated um, because Donald Trump was in office and everyone was at home. And a lot of people, similar to how I was just at home doing nothing, Mm -hmm. were very much like involved in the news. But. The country really got super divided around this time period. Um, It was really scary here in the United States when, like, in Bakersfield, California, there were, like, riots going on. And even amongst the people that were supporting Black Lives Matter, there was a division there. Like, like there were the people that were, like, full-on, I think, were, like, supporting Black Lives Matter and supporting the cause and, like, willing to be educated into what, you know— black people in the united states and minorities in the united states go through on a daily day-to-day basis and then there's other people that were just there trying to like act the fool Mm -hmm. and like trying to like listen to the rage against the machine album and like change the world through like breaking a window or something like that like just totally like being uneducated and like being like irresponsible with with all this they thought uh, it was like a license
0: to fucking you know be crazy yeah
1: i mean i think we say this on the episode where we have um fred wall on here from bad rabbits but like i had a friend who was like talking about how, like they went into like a liquor store and like broke in like took a bunch of beer and all this stuff and like they were like telling me this and i was like what the fuck like why what's the point of that like that in no way solved any issues mm-hmm. like brianna taylor's family is not thankful that did no. that like like nobody cared like that did not solve racial inequality you know the miller light company is not <laughs> suffering because you took talk- of their inventory. Like it's, it's so stupid. Like to me, like the fact that like people thought that was going to affect change and like, I'm always skeptical and I'm very like critical of people like that. Try to do like these quick, like change movements, like the Coney 2012 movements, like, like, like I'm always skeptical of those things. Like, you know, like make sure, like, it always takes me back to that. Like, like the is this a coin twenty twelve or actually are, are we actually doing something? Are we actually having discussion? Are we actually having like like dialogue to move forward as opposed to just creating a hashtag or making our profile pictures black or whatever like it may be? And that's that whole time period and and like it was just it was a really, really scary time period. Yeah. I remember like, just like, even
0: like you would see posts like online, like where the target that's like up the street from my house. People were thinking like, we're we're posting like, Hey, don't go to this target between six and 10, uh, because we're going to loot it. And I'm like, fuck, I really need toothpaste right now. Do I just need to go to the gas station and get it? Because it's just like, I don't want to be involved in that. Like I want to go home to my baby. You know, I want, you know, I very much support like, you know, black lives matter and whatnot, but I don't support like those those assholes which again i want to emphasize those are two different groups like you know people who are supporting black lives matter aren't the same people who want to act the fool people are acting the fool are a combination of people that are purposely doing that to you know take away from black lives matter movement and some people just like fucking ghetto assholes like let's just face it in every community you have ghetto assholes that are like that like i referenced that like with the haircut mafia there was people like um you know spitting in police officers faces, you know, because they couldn't get their nails done and whatnot. So, I mean, in every community, you're going to have those assholes. And like you said, like it does nothing for the movement. It actually takes away from the movement because it gives the other side of the coin fuel to not support black lives movement matter movement, you know, and that's all you would see like in comments, like on news sites, you know, that post on Facebook is just like, Oh, like it's not about black rights. It's about black rights. It's about getting free shit. And it's just like, no, like you're only seeing that side, That, you know, the Fox News is and the, you know, the the OAN news, you know, they're only showing the riots. And I just want to, I know Fred Wall, he didn't agree with me on this, but I do want to give CNN credit. And and I know they, they get called fake news by the president and every, you know, Republican, but they made it a point to go down within you know, the protest within the riots, like both camps and talk to individuals, you know, the people that were leading like the protests and whatnot and asking them like, hey, like, you know, what is this about? And then you would definitely see the two different individuals. And the first thing, the people that would be there for the protest would say like, hey, these people rioting and breaking shit, they're not with us. Let's just get something right out there. And then you would see like the Fox News camera, like in the background, like only following like the rioters and the protesters. And I believe his name was Omar Jimenez. Uh, From CNN, you see him get arrested live on air, like he's doing like a report, and like you just see like the police officers like arrest him like live on air. And I was like, "Whoa, we what? Where are we living at right now?" You know what I'm saying? He's like, "Here's my press pass. Like, you know, your police chief gave me permission to be out here." And he was just like arresting him. He was like, "Can you tell me why you're arresting me?" He's just like, "Nope, you're you're getting the back of the car." And I was just like, "Whoa, we are living in some scary times right now."
1: Yeah, I remember when that came out. Obviously, I didn't watch it live, but. It was pretty bad, like, in Minnesota, in Baltimore, like, Philadelphia. Like, it was really bad. I remember listening to, like, around that time period, I was listening to the the, – because I was working from home. So I listened to a lot of the Chicago sports talk radio. And they were talking about how, like, just driving into, like, ESPN Chicago to downtown was just basically, like, driving into a war zone. Like, Chicago had, like, tanks set up entering their downtown. And, like – you know, they would show up to the studio at like four in the morning to like do their like rehearsal thing, and then the show starts at 5 a.m. or whatever. And they were just saying, like, it's a it's it's dead. There's nothing out there. There's just like tanks and like soldiers like waiting for it. And it's like, that's fucking nuts that there's like soldiers in like downtown Chicago waiting for like shit to pop off, which thankfully things did not get that escalated for, for a while in some cities, especially in Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon did pop off. Like yeah. that is one of the like mostly underreported stories that happened in in 2020 was that Portland for a while was getting like pretty fucking nuts up there with like, you know, obviously like I don't want to say like that's like the headquarters for like Antifa or something, but they do have a lot of like Antifa presence. Like people were very divided over there like like that was kind of like the the ground zero for like people like really popping off and like going up against a very like militarized police force over there. It, it was pretty nuts what was happening. So over I there.
0: had a cousin who used to live in Portland and he lived a very bohemian lifestyle where like he would like sleep in his truck and like eat garbage. Um, just because like, just to do it just cause like he had like that whole hippie mindset. But like, I remember like when my grandfather passed 10 years ago, he was talking to me about how like how Portland is like that, where it's like, you got very much, very much that extreme left mentality. Again, just, just to put Antifa out there or whatever, right? Uh, but he goes, but on the other coin of it, like you have like these very like extreme right-wing groups out there because, you know, Portland, Oregon is like either like you're in Portland or like you're in like this wooded like outskirt of Portland or whatever, like small town USA. So you have like this this marriage of like small town USA, Trump supporter USA, and then you have very much like Bernie Sanders, AOE AOC, like fucking like liberal, you know, mindset and like that's what you would see too like in the news like you would see like antifa versus like what would eventually become like these proud boys which was like the fucking antifa of the right wing
1: yeah i mean that's i don't know if you remember i don't know if this was 2019 like late 2019 or early 2020 but right outside of portland oregon there was like that compound that people were like barricading themselves in because they were all like pro-gun pro-military like they wanted to start throwing militia up yeah. there and like people were afraid that they were going to have like another wake up there because like you know there are people that are very much like i don't want the government in my like touching my shit like these are my guns these are my people like we're going to live this land and, and, and like the funny thing is like i get that like a lot of like the things that i believe in are like very much that but at the same time like That's some dangerous, slippery slope, ultra-violent, like, borderline racist, like, beliefs that they have over Uh there. So, like, those people, I mean, not, not, like, Antifa people, but, like, those people that are, like, the proud boy type of mentality or, like, those dudes that, like, served a term in the military and now they, like, just can't get over, like owning a gun and like having to survive in like the, the wilderness now, yeah. like those are some scary people. Like it all comes down to mental health it's, for me on those people. Mm-hmm. But like, it is something that needs to be explored more often. Like once people are released from the military, like can we make sure that they're not going to like walk around holding a machine gun all day long? <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I, I fully, I fully agree with you on that. I mean, I've had many friends, you know, like when 2003 happened, um, I'll, that's the year I graduated high school. Um, a lot of our friends got separated because a lot of like our core friend group either went to the military or went to college. And I was like for a long time, like wanting to join the Marines. And I'm still glad I didn't because I look back at my friends who did join, you know, I had a couple that joined the Marines, a couple that joined the air force and like mentally they're just not very stable at all. Like we're 35 now. And a couple of them have gone like through four marriages Uh, One of them has like six kids, all with different women, just all sorts of problems. And I I can pinpoint, it's just like, dude, like what happened over there in like Iraq that like got your mind like so like turn like it's, they did a hundred, 180 degree turn. And that's, that's a a whole other topic on its own. It's just like our, you know, about the military and like, we do need to support them, you know, and get them better mental health coverage or whatever. But yeah, you are right though about that.
1: Like I, I, that's something that I'm very
0: passionate about.
1: Yeah, I mean that sounds like socialism to me. So, <laughs> um, but like, I, I mean, I'm serious. Like, I I think that when you know, in 2020, the idea of defund the police came yeah. up, right? And like to tie it all together, like I've always been on this big case of our police here in Bakersfield is extremely underfunded and extremely undereducated and extremely violent, and that's like a bad mix because we hire almost anyone here that can barely pass a physical and like can barely like, all right, you can read enough. Like you're good. Like we just, we, our standards here are so low and we don't train enough. Like to me, it's like the answer is not so much defund the police. I do believe that if we had more education in like the mental health aspects of things, because we have so many homeless people here in Bakersfield that a lot of them are suffering through like mental illnesses that we just don't, do enough there and we don't educate our police and we don't train our police enough and they're just like under trained and like when like tragedies like the whole you know you have like some 22 year old kid with a gun like now making life and death decisions is like killing someone like the Brianna Taylor story is just kind of like I I I don't want to say like the police is not at fault because I, I do think that they're at fault but I do think that system. we didn't do yeah, we as a culture didn't do enough to put them in a position to succeed. And I always say that, like, anytime I'm in a job interview, anytime I'm, like, with a leadership position, I always say, like, you always have to put your people in a position to succeed. If you're not doing that, then you're not doing your job, and I'm not doing my job if I'm not asking for the resources to succeed. So, like, and I think that that's super evident in the police force, where, like, the police force is not in a position to succeed. It's in a position to to do its job day in and day out like kind of just get by Mm -hmm. but like they do a shitty job at getting by like they're meeting quotas to like lock up kids and like meeting quotas to like pull people over for speeding tickets and like that's like not the way police should be ran like you shouldn't have to meet a quota for criminal occurrences like you should have to truly serve and protect in my opinion
0: a perfect segue into like the next thing I wanted to say is like this 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 is all mind you this is all this shit happens and we're still in the month of May Uh, in June (laughs) uh, I just have the one thing for June because I think after June things start to get you know we crest a little bit things start to get a little bit happier but we're at 2.6 million people who have been diagnosed with coronavirus you know here in the United States and this is where you get the law and order president he that's what he described himself at you know where he tear gases and you know what is like rubber bullet shoots like his own citizens who are peacefully protesting outside of the white house tear gases them and shoots him or whatever to make a way you know he uses the police force the washington dc police force uh to make way for him to walk across the street go to a church that he had no permi- a private church that he had no permission to be at to hold up a bible mind you upside down he holds the Bible upside down to proclaim that he is the president of law and order. And I was just like, if anything could sum up, you know, pre- Donald Trump's, you know, presidency, it, it was that moment right there. It was just like, I think that's where he loses the presidency, because like as somebody who grew up in the church, that was like super disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? Like the, there's nothing in that book that he held upside down that says that the, any of that was OK. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you I think that's like where uh, one of his generals like quits after that. I'm paraphrasing the shit out of like the time events or whatever, but like even the general that, you know, walked with him across the street to get him there was just like, you know, this is wrong. You know what I'm saying? You're tear gassing your own people. Like that's, this is some fucking dictator shit, you know, to hold up the Bible, like a peaceful book, right? You know, to tear gas and shoot your own people. Like this is fucking wrong right there. That, to me, like that was like the the pinnacle of bullshit at twenty twenty right there,
1: yeah, I mean, it was all pretty much done for that photo opt, like the whole holding the Bible in front of that church like it 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 was a terrible time, like that entire time period was a terrible time, and and I don't know if you have this in your notes, but like right at around that time period, that's really when like things in California started getting really strange. Because that's when, like, the fires start breaking out here in California. Also, in the middle of all that, like, there were earthquakes all over the place for some reason in California. This is more California news. But, like, we kept having, like, little earthquakes popping off all all, all throughout that month. And then fires. Just, like, bad air quality. All of a sudden, like... It
0: felt like a rock, like, The Rock movie. Like a Dwayne Johnson movie or something.
1: (laughs) Yeah. What's that movie, San Andreas, where he, like... Fights an earthquake, <laughs> starts punching the ground, and <laughs> like, wins. Yeah, he he like jumps into a crack in the earth and then pulls the the two sides of the earth together <laughs> with his massive tribal he, biceps. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but yeah, I mean things were really dark around that time period. Not to underplay like the whole fires in California, but like the fires in California were bad. Like they were spreading throughout the entire United States. And, like, the the fact that we were getting cloudy here in Bakersfield was, like, abnormally, like, scary. I don't know. I don't even know. I can't even put words there just because the sky was gray for, like, an entire month or two. I remember like it was this gross. is when I was, like,
0: riding a bike because gyms were closed down, right? So I bought a bike bikes were sold out for like the longest time. So I bought like the shittiest bike just because it was the only bike I could find. Like I just so happened to see like when Walmart was putting a bike in in stock, it was totally like this. uh, It was totally assembled incorrectly, whatever. Uh, but I was riding a bike like every day just to try to stay in shape. And I remember like my lungs would burn because it was like so cloudy and dusty outside, like with all the like fucking smoke and shit. And I remember it was so bad you know the the smoke and the fires and shit um our relatives in in Newfoundland Canada which is like the easternmost point of North America right it's something crazy like 3000 miles away or whatever right they called us crying one night saying like we are really worried about you and your mom over there like are you guys okay and we know your mom has like the super bad lung condition like are you guys okay and i was like yeah i'm okay the baby's okay um, my mom's good because she just stays at, in her house, and she just got like you know, the super high tech you know ventilation system like in her daycare or whatever. Um, so like she doesn't breathe any of like that outdoor air at all. Like it's all like super filtered and whatnot. And they're like, okay, we're super glad. And she goes, pray for us though too because all of that smoke is traveling over here. And like she's like, they sent us like a screenshot like from their news, like because I wasn't paying attention to anything, you know past like what was happening here but like they you they would show like this like we're talking about australia at the beginning of this year um the, like our smoke was going from you know california all the way to like the easternmost point of north america in newfoundland canada i just thought that was just super fucking crazy
1: yeah i remember seeing like the satellite images of of the amount of smoke that was spreading around that time period and it was. This this year definitely, like, tested all the United States, but that time period was really rough for California. Just, like, I I think the entire town of Paradise, California, was destroyed. Mm-hmm. And that's a town that when I remember I went to go see a concert in Chico, California one time, and then we ended up going to the Black Bear Diner in Paradise, California. And Paradise, California, is, like, the size of Arban. Like, it's tiny. It's, like, a tiny woodsland town. The fact that that town was just, like, destroyed, like, there's nothing left of it. Was pretty scary, just because one that part of California is beautiful, like that woodland area. Like if Bigfoot was real, he's dead now. <laughs> just because that. that those fires killed yeah. him. So like, yeah, his like ashes are in Newfoundland it, it, right now. Yeah, dude, we all breath his bread, <laughs> smell, breathed. What is it? We breathe ashes in of of uh, a. Yeah. Insert that one he's song that.
0: <laughs> right here
1: uh yeah he's very much
0: longer yeah. but um that that was the first half of 2020 um mind you no movies are coming out i can't really think of like any good you know music that really came out during that time period at all um but um one good thing for the hashtag you know save all children people deslane maxwell you know jeffrey epstein's you know girl she goes to she goes to jail Everybody, you know, starts that, like, you know, put her on suicide watch thing. But this is, like, where you start to see, like, sports come back. You know, the NBA, you know, they create the bubble. MLB, you know, they start their season over again as well as, you know, you know, Major League Soccer. You know, you see all the clubs around the world. Like, they start to, you know, you just see, like, all these, like, empty arenas. And, like, you know, the NBA, you know, they have that bubble where it's just, like, they invite 22 teams. You know, you quarantine for two weeks where you play at the mm-hmm. magical world of Disney's sports complex. And like you just basically you're living at Disney World to play professional basketball to like an empty arena. And I remember like we like I never have ever in my life craved and needed sports or some kind of entertainment so much as I did like in July. And it seemed like kind of like a, a sports gasm. Because you're getting, like, everything all at once. I believe even, too, like, this is, like, where, like, NFL training camp starts again and shit. And it's just, like, wow, this was, like, super necessary for, like, getting, like, 2020 back on track.
1: Yeah, it was one of the first times that 2020 felt a little normal again. Um, I was still working from home when the NBA bubble started. So, like, I got to catch all those games that were starting at, like, 2 p.m. or whatever, like... It was pretty fun. I have to admit, like that time period was really fun. I got really into like jersey collecting again, mm-hmm. like NBA jerseys spe- specifically. And like the only my only issue with it was like it was too much sports, too much. And like especially when they're going up against the NFL, like the NFL is always going to be king. Like it was just destroying like every other sport that it was going up mm-hmm. against. But it was still really fun. Like literally anytime you turn the TV on or like looked at your ESPN app, like. There was a sport going yeah. on. It was pretty nuts and yeah. fun. Not to turn this
0: into like a sports, you know, episode at all, because um, <laughs> it's always like our lowest rated uh, episodes. But I just remember, like, I mean, for me personally, being a Dodger and Laker fan and having them win the championship, like, was really special. Because one of my first memories as a child was like 1988. We said it like on the Aaron North episode this year. Like 1988 was just like super special. You got like great music that came out that year. The Lakers and the Dodgers both won, you know, their championships within that year. And, like, the same thing with 2020. Like, I got to experience that with my newborn baby. Like, he was old enough to watch TV. So, each closing moment for those, like, you know, championships for the Lakers and the Dodgers, you know, a baby was sitting there right there with me on my lap watching that. And it's, like, that bit just, like, in my lifetime. Like, that is, like, one – those are two moments that it's just, like, I'm going to go to my deathbed, like, with a smile on my face with – and not only that, it's just like it was just like a long time coming for like the Dodgers and the Lakers. And it just seemed I mean, even though it might have been a band-aid for how shitty, you know, twenty twenty was, like, it just it just feels good. Like anytime like I see, you know, like a shirt or a hat that says, you know, LA Lakers, twenty twenty champion champions, I was just like, you know what? If if all the shittiness of twenty twenty, if that's the if that's
1: what I if that's what I have to pay to get like this championship, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah yeah I could see that that was twenty twenty was definitely like a fun sports year, so I could see that, and that was kind of late in the game mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so like that was actually only like a few months ago yeah. so um
0: and then in august I, I did you see that one viral video of like the Beirut explosion?
1: yeah, I saw it from the perspective of those people that were taking wedding mm-hmm. pictures or yeah. something. I saw it from that. That was pretty nice. Yeah,
0: so I never got, like, the reason for, like, what happened there, but I guess it was, like, 2,750 tons of ammonium nitrate um, was ignited, and it pretty much exploded, like, this whole fucking ass town and shit.
1: That is terrifying. I remember seeing that and, like, yeah, The apparently, like, it, like, caused, like, earthquake-style, like, almost tsunami-style, like, like devastation, like in the ocean or something, from like how bad the explosion oh, was. Bet. Pretty scary shit. Yeah, man. and um, I
0: I, did, I didn't get, and, I, and that's like you talking about like underreported articles. Like I have seen nothing since then. Like like how is like Beirut like recovering and whatnot? And I think that's super yeah, like fucking no. sad as shit as well.
1: Yeah, I mean it's one of those countries, man. Like Beirut, like where yeah. is that? <laughs> I'll give you like, five dollars
0: if you can put it on a map for me right now.
1: Yeah, no, and and it is sad that it's super underreported, but that's kind of like how 2020's been. Like, 2020's been hard to, like, keep keep your head on straight with how many stories are mm-hmm. coming out.
0: And then in October, Trump finally gets fucking COVID and then recovers thanks to socialism. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I remember that. I think Dave Chappelle actually put that out, where, like, they were, like, he goes, that's funny. Like, he, you know, he gets COVID, right? I mean... That's sad. Anytime you know anybody like an elderly person like that, the motherfucker's seventy-two years old. Anytime, anytime, and he's overweight. Anytime somebody like with those two underlying things like gets COVID, like it's a it's a scary situation. I remember seeing that and thinking like, oh fuck, like he might actually die. And then like, nope, he goes to like the best hospital like in all of the United States, which is like a military hospital, fully funded by the government. And I remember like Dave Chappelle or some like clever ass comedian was like, huh. He literally like that. This is socialism at work. Like that, this is the government running healthcare right here. Like they, ca- he kind of make made yeah. the case for fucking socialized medicine.
1: Yeah, no, he definitely did, and it's, it was a, uh, it was definitely, uh, um, a really like ironic thing that that he got it around that time period because this is around the time period that he was like really downplaying it, and I think that like it broke on Twitter from a, from like a basketball reporter was the first person to break the story. It was kind of funny. <laughs> it was, like it, it was funny that it came out from like NBA Twitter to like break the story. Like or something Kenny like the jet
0: Smith or something that like Charles Barkley.
1: I don't know who it was, but it was a, it was an NBA reporter that broke the story saying um, like Donald Trump has COVID. And then like 10 minutes later, he tweeted it like, yeah, I have COVID <laughs> me and the first lady have and COVID. Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking crazy, dude. But um,
0: from there to move on, yeah, obviously the elections happen or whatever. Um, but November, this is also too. Speaking of underreported, um, or maybe overreported, I don't know, depending on like what you know where you land on this. Uh, this is like where the monoliths come into play.
1: Yeah, I mean the monoliths definitely. I mean, depending on what you think they are, for the most part, they a majority of them just look like they're like artworks, like somebody came up with them and started placing them different locations they are very strange though they kind of remind me of the crystal skulls i don't know if you've ever heard of the crystal skulls but like um in its design like uh, they look very well some of them look like man-made but some just the location that they were placed and the overall look the aesthetic of them just they're so like alien and foreign like which i'm sure is the goal of whoever created them um but Yeah, I think Ober reported in the sense that like they kinda became like a a meme very quickly.
0: Where she's like, oh, there's another one. And if you're in the, you know, Art and Jacob do America Facebook group, you know, a couple of our listeners, like they were posting, like, oh, I believe one, like, showed up, like, in a town in, in Utah. I believe like Artie Allen, uh, one of our listeners, he was like, yeah, that's like right down the street from me. Like, I didn't see that monolith <laughs> or whatever. Another one was in a Tascadero. You were talking about Solvang, you know, that was just that's like right down yeah. the street from us in Tascadero, California. Warsaw, Poland had one. Romania had one. Colombia had one. The Netherlands had one. I guess there was a couple in the UK. I guess the first one was like in Red Rock, Utah, though. Um, And I saw a couple articles and I try to live like in both worlds, you know, as I tend to do on this podcast. And, you know, one of the articles is like, oh, four guys in the Tascadero um, monolith, like they were caught, you know, removing it and, you know, taking it away. And then when questioned about it, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, we work for this artist that, you know, you know, makes and sells these. But I was like, that's such a weird thing. Like, okay, it is this is this the chicken before the egg argument we're having here? Because some of them weren't explained by that. You know, like, is this like an internet group maybe that you know, hey, like we're just gonna plant these these monoliths. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna you know UPS like a fucking monolith to Romania and you guys are gonna plant it here and then take it down the next day or whatever. Or is it just like, hey, the the one in Red Rock. You know, that one was super mysterious. I don't think, believe that one's ever been explained. And then a bunch of copycats came about. Like, what is the real story there?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's to me, it sounds like the copycat theory is a big possibility, which is what I think might have happened. That could have been some copycat bullshit going on there, but kind of like crop circles. Yeah. Like, crop circles are definitely not one person. But, um, I don't know. It's still super interesting in the way like they kind of all just occurred at one time Mm -hmm. period. and
0: all went super viral too. Like the things that go viral nowadays.
1: Yeah. And then this is around that time period that I was telling you about that. um, That scientist from Israel was basically coming out and saying like, hey, um, we have had contact now with, with aliens for a while now and you know, it's time that you guys find out about it. And, of course, it kind of got brushed under the rug. But it was pretty big news for a while. I know that, like, um, Barstool Sports had a whole section about it. And, like, they brought it up, the whole alien thing. And um, it, it was pretty interesting. Because this guy was not, like, some fucking Alex Jones guy. Like, this guy is, like, a credible, like, scientist that's worked for the United States and Israel now for a long time. Some people were saying, like, You know, he's 70 years old now. Maybe he's, like, become senile, but he seems pretty much on the game. Like, he doesn't seem like he's spitting out some, like, random bullshit. Like, he very much seems like a credible source. And
0: I remember we had that episode, um, Unexplained Sounds or whatever. Like, it kind of reminds me of that where it's just like, okay, yeah, we probably have, like, contacted something, you know, that is not of this world. Like I wouldn't doubt it. Like to me, like I've, I've always maintained this. Like it'd be very arrogant to believe like we're the only, you know, intelligent life form in this entire galaxy or whatever you want to call it. And I'm, I'm all the technology that's out there. Elon Musk has put like 75 fucking rocket ships in the fucking solar system this year. Um, it, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Like we've contacted something. Um, I don't know if we've like decoded what they have said, um, but yeah, I, d- I definitely believe that we have, you know, had that kind of contact. And who knows? Maybe those first like monoliths are just like ways to, you know, like a satellite or something to contact them. Or maybe it's just bullshit to make you know distract you from the fact that fucking there was an election going on or whatever. And they don't want you, they don't want you voting in person. They want you voting in by mail, or they don't want you voting by mail. They want you voting in person or whatever. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean. Who knows? Like who really knows what it is? They're interesting, that's for sure. Like that part I will say like is very interesting. Oh, yeah. And it kinda reminds and it it kinda it, reminds me of like two
0: thousand uh one, the Space Odyssey a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so speaking
0: um, of uh movies, um just to kind of like wrap this on a you know positive note, what what would you say are was your
1: favorite movies of this year? Damn, that's a good question. I can't really think of any movies that blew me away. I'm trying to think. Uh,
0: well, how about this? Like, because the only movies I really remember coming out this year, obviously, Soul. Both of us we were talking about this on the Patreon. Like, we haven't seen it yet, but we expect it to be a good movie. Uh, we were talking about Wonder Woman, the new Wonder Woman, 1984. Like, what? What do you? What do mm-hmm. you think about that?
1: Oh, I I mean, I didn't think it was that great. It was whatever. Like, it was forgettable to me. It was was just like any other, like, movie. It should have came out around May with a bunch of other movies and just been forgettable, like Jurassic World or whatever. That last Jurassic Park movie came out. It's whatever to me. It's not interesting. And what about Borat? Did
0: you see the new Borat movie?
1: Oh, I did see the new Borat. I really liked that. That was hilarious. I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was... Perfect for twenty twenty. I would say that's that's up there for me and one of my favorite yeah, movies. I know it's
0: getting a lot of flack from you know, like Andrew Schultz, like comedians, like that, because of you know him like poking fun at, um, you know, pretty much the right wing again. Because when he, the first Borat came out, it was like poking fun at like George W. Bush. This one obviously is like poking fun at Trump supporters. And I guess, like, they're pushing back because, I guess, something Sasha Baron Cohen said where he said, like, you know, I'm I'm making these movies to stand up against, like, racial inequality and, you know, hatred and bigotry. And, like, Andrew Schultz's big thing he was talking about was just, like, well, that's how you make your money is, like, off of, like, hatred and bigotry, you know. and Like, he had the – I didn't agree with it at all, but, like, he was talking about, like, that's what you're doing. Like, these people, like, are inviting you into your home and being nice to you and you're making fun of them. And I was just, like – yeah, but they're racists, like <laughs> you know, like and there's this whole other aspect to it. Yeah, you can invite somebody over for fucking lemon cakes, but you call them the N word, like it kind of cancels that niceness
1: out. Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, this goes back to that whole thing of of like a Dave Chappelle sketch mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, are you are you laughing at this sketch or are you laughing with this sketch? Like, what part of it is the part that you you think mm-hmm. is funny? Like, because Comedy is so layered, you know. It's it's a difficult thing to to do. Like, if I show up and just call someone the n word, is that funny? Like, probably no. not, unless you're like that low level comedian, Jeff like, Dunham. But what what uh yeah, what he's doing is so complex. The fact that he is a lot of times involving himself and putting him in the sh- in the shoes of a super conservative person in the United States, and like showing you the correlations between someone that is super, like homophobic and super like you know conservative in his in his ideology and mentality and like linking those two worlds together like it kind of it should kind of point out point the finger at like oh hey maybe i'm no different than that like the the dude that i've been super judgmental or calling the like being some like third world country mentality like i'm right there with him like i believe in these like trump ideologies of like keep the woman in the kitchen kind of thing and like beauty pageant thing. Like the whole, that was funny. to me that that beauty pageant part of it was like the funniest yeah. part. Where he's like, also the grossest part was Oh my funny. God. Me and my
0: girlfriend couldn't stop laughing at the, the gross part, not to spoil anything. Um, but yeah, yeah like when the, the, when he goes to the grandpa and he asks him, how much you think I could sell my daughter for? And he's like, what for sex? He's like, yeah, oh, man, I, I believe like about $300. And I was just like, it's funny because it's just like yeah, it's probably how that fucking old man thinks, you know.
1: Yeah,
0: hey, it was funny. I'm trying to think what other movies came out. I know this Parasite. Year? I know it probably came out at the end of 2019, but I like cleaned up the Oscars. Yeah. Um, did you see that movie?
1: Um, I have not. I that came out last year, but yeah, I haven't. I didn't watch yeah. it last year, and I still haven't gotten. I only it this bring year. it up
0: just because it like won like the Oscar, you know, for you know best movie, like cleaned up, like it swept the Oscars, but yeah. I. I get why a lot of people like it. I just don't think it was, like, the best movie. I, I, I just don't yeah. see it, but it was a really good movie.
1: One movie that we didn't talk about last year, and I I feel like it's almost time to talk about it now, but there's a movie called Unsane, which I loved. I love the movie Unsane. I love the way it was filmed. It's so, like, grainy and, like, reminded me of some old school, like the movie Pie. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie oh, Pie. Yeah, like tiger. It's no that's life oh, okay. of pie, but <laughs> um but just like pi like the mathematical oh, okay, equation yeah, yeah, yeah. pi but like um but like there was just like a grittiness to it like really really like unsane it came out last year but and i saw it in theaters and i don't know why i didn't talk about it last year when we talked about like our movies mm. but i feel bit because very little movies came out this year then that's probably why i'll bring it <laughs> up this year but you know what um Mank, Mank was pretty good i saw that okay. last night i want to
0: check that out actually uh but this year also too is like kind of like the year of like the mini series or like the documentary or even like those like just like netflix shows i mean we did a whole episode about yeah, this sure. um mini documentary miniseries or whatever tiger king kind of like blew up in march um Another one that blew up like during the summer, right before the NBA season started back up and all the sports started back up, was the Last Dance. You know about you know the last year of like the yeah. Chicago Bulls and like kind of like an autobiography of Michael Jordan. Super well done documentary. I mean, even if you're not a sports fan, I would say like watch that shit. Um, I know the year started off with a movie or not a movie, a miniseries, Dracula. I thought it was dog shit, but apparently it made a lot of like best of lists or whatever. Um, but probably the best, you know, TV show um, that's critically acclaimed or whatever recently just ended its second season was the Mandalorian, you know, on Disney plus. And when I was like putting together like my entertainment best of list or whatever, just to talk about it on the show. Like when I went into the list, like I was telling you on the Patreon, like I was like, man, a lot of stuff didn't really come out this year. Um, but, we we're kind of entering like this age where it's just not, it's not like television, old school television where it's just like, here's what we're going to spoon feed you. And this is like, you know, your entertainment for the entire country. But like, it just seems like, Oh, there's a lot of different TV shows and things that just kind of live like on different platforms. And and if you don't have that platform, you're not going to know about it. Like there's like a show called Shit's Creek. Like I don't, I've never watched it, but apparently it's a very critically acclaimed TV show. Um, just because we don't have that platform, that streaming platform that it's on. Um, One show that, you know, I always talk about, you know, along with, uh, you know, Cheyenne with uh, We're Not Sure Yet, 90 Day Fiance, and then, like, there's this other one called Welcome to Plathville. You know, if you don't have the TLC app or, you know, have that package on your cable, like, you're not going to know about it, but both really good TV shows.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, I agree, like, definitely, like, The Last Dance was a great time this year probably like one of my favorite mini series um the mandalorian definitely my favorite t- television show of this year um i would say like fargo is up there for me like what everything fargo does is great i thought hunters was pretty good oh the amazon um, one yeah i think that yeah i think that's on amazon um i'm trying to think what else i thought the new Selena one was pretty <laughs> shitty <Yeah. laughs> I still think Ross's comment of saying, like, I couldn't wait for that lady to, like, Yolanda. what's her name? Like, Yolanda to show up to <laughs> kill Selena. <laughs> it was super funny. Um, yeah, and then, oh, was Evil Geniuses, did that come out this year about the dude that had the, the bomb tied to his I neck? I think so. Um, that one was pretty interesting. It kind of, like, plateaus for a little bit and then just ends, but that Evil Geniuses was pretty cool, like, there's some cool stuff I didn't so I think when we did the um Tiger King episode like that was I was not like that thrilled I remember telling you like I I didn't think that that documentary was that great and then like literally like the next like we do the episode on like that Sunday I finished it on a Friday or something like Saturday I don't remember when Uh I finished it and then like like literally by the next Friday it was like all over like I couldn't turn on the fucking T V to like see anything but Tiger King. Like Tiger King was yeah. everywhere. It was fucking Good insane. Good timing on our but, part. Like, Tiger King had taken <laughs> over the world. Yeah.
0: I was so glad to like watch it, get done with it and over because I was I was by the time that we wrapped up um that that episode, I was over it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, same I'm glad, here. Like I remember I'm glad Trump like, didn't pardon him. Yeah, no, dude, I was I'm glad we got there because if we could have got there like a week later, and like shout out to we're not sure yet, like we're not sure yet does some great stuff. But one of my favorite podcasts in the Podbelly Network, but we did the Selena episode, and then they did the Selena their Selena episode like the next week, and I was like, I'm not even, I I'm gonna skip this one, guys. (laughs) But like, I really like your (laughs) podcast.
0: And then just to kind of wrap up uh, this episode. Speaking of wrapping up, um, music art. I would say we'd probably have like differing opinions, like when it comes to music. For the last three years, I feel like I haven't really heard anything that you know has really grabbed my attention. But I will say this: Um, when I talk about like my favorite music of this year, this has been the this has been the year. Well, before I get into the year of, um, probably my favorite song that came out this year is probably gonna look very stupid on my part but i absolutely love this song um the weekend's blinding lights i fucking love that song it's my song of the year and then my artist of the year is megan the stallion i just feel like i was listening to her at the gym and i was like dude like this is like girls is fucking snoop dog right here like like this is like yeah, she's all she's talking about is sucking dick and getting her pussy licked or whatever and whatnot. But like her music is fucking powerful. Like, like that's a fucking like entertainer, like a, a hell of an entertainer right there. And I'll give her like my artist of the year right there, just Megan Thee Stallion, just because I was like, man, her music's fucking awesome. Like, even if all she's doing is like writing the boys in the hood beat, like girls in the hood beat or at her song Girls in the Hood like she fucking kills it the biggest song of the year was WAP you know that Cardi B song that she guested on yeah yeah it's like probably like everybody else's song of the year or whatever but like it was just like god damn like she fucking murders it and I was thinking about it like when I was at the gym I was like thinking I was like wow like she did like the whole Eminem thing where it's just like she's gonna show you how great of an artist she is by getting on other people's shit you know Cardi B probably the biggest you know female rapper that's out right now Gets on her song, totally murders it on her own song. Uh, has a song with the uh, Nicki Minaj, the other you know, huge fucking you know female rapper, murders her on that song as well. And it's just kind of like just emerges like, hey, guess what? I'm your new queen now. And I fucking respect the shit out of that. So like for me, my song of the year is fucking you know The Weeknd's Blinding Lights, and my artist of the year is fucking Megan Thee Stallion. And I really don't have an album of the year, um, just because you know maybe by default maybe you know Deftones tones is ohms but even then it's just like i'm kind of uh on that but are what about you on music
1: i i actually think 2020 was like amazing for music like it's probably been like the brightest part of 2020 for me maybe because there was no movies or shows really that was like you know mandalorian mandalorian came out pretty late in the year but like for the most part like I was super thrilled with so many albums. I think just the other day I was talking to you about the D Smoke album. Mm-hmm. The, um, what is that album called? Um, yeah, I was just listening to it. Black yeah. Habits. Yeah, Black Habits. Like I really love that album. Like it took me back to like those early '90s hip hop albums. I thought the Run the Jewels album was amazing. I really like the the Deftones album. It's probably been my favorite Deftones album since like I don't know, maybe. Koino Yokon, I like it better than Koino Yokon. Like it's, it the whole album just feels like it's something like from like, like a metal album like death dones but in outer space. Like it feels weird. I really like the album. Um, I think Poppy's album, uh, the I Disagree album, was like amazing. Like to me that that in my opinion, I would say like she fucking killed it. Like she took metal to a different Mm -hmm. world to like that you know people hadn't really seen um and i know that some artists like in the past like uh like Kira, Kira bonita like quiero bonita was taking rock music and i guess like experimental music in that direction where it was mixing like pop elements with like noise and distortion and like rock mm-hmm. elements so that was pretty cool um Fury bridges album was pretty amazing like just seeing like young artists like doing cool shit where i'm like dang i'm like legitimately impressed by things that you guys are doing like i i was just talking to my girlfriend the other day or maybe just yesterday about how like the mamas and the papas are like not really that well respected like they're respected but not like to the level like that like an elvis or something like that are like viewed at um, and I feel like The Mamas and the Papas If that shit came out today Like it would blow People's brains out Just their harmonies And their lyrics And like California Dreaming Like like that shit Would be like Amazing And I feel like That's what like Phoebe Bridges does And like Artists like that do I was just like Super stoked I think um, I don't know I, I really 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 love that That D Smoke album I don't want to Give it album of the year Obviously I'm biased Like I love Deftones I think that the Deftones album was like banging like there's like some songs on that album that i just think are like just beautiful like just white pony level the only thing i would still like edge white pony over this album is that i think white pony has a much better ending to the album with like pink Pink, Pink maggot well pink maggot ends the album but like pink maggot just ends it on like a very epic level and i feel like that's the one thing if there's one knock on this album is that it doesn't necessarily have that epic ender but everything else, I would say, like, this is right there with White Pony, like, song after song after song after song. I would say it starts off kind of, like, the two most, like, radio-friendly or, like, I don't want to say disposable songs, but, like, they're kind of, like, the two most disposable songs. Everything after that is just, like, god damn. Like, there's, like, some, like, cinematic, like, Trent Reznor hopped on in on these on these songs to, like, add a cinematic element to the songs. But, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I'm trying to think um, of, like, I'm looking at, like, my most played stuff that I had here. Uh, uh, Rina Semojomama. I don't even know how to say her last name, but she's, like, a British artist. Does, like, Japanese, like, pop music, but also mixes in, like, new metal elements, which I think is just, like, amazing. Like, again, like, the whole thing with Poppy, like, doing her elements of, like, like industrial metal like I, just really really interesting like young artists that i like i get really jazzed about every time i like see them like breaking the mold um breaking the mold of like what rock music is and i hope that like it gets incorporated and people stop being afraid of like pop music being bad and like stop like putting pop music in like who's that girl that dyes her hair green <laughs> um oh, billy eilish Billie Eilish like I think Billie Eilish like not that Billie Eilish is bad but I do think that Billie Eilish is very much in this box of like this is what pop music is and what pop music can be and like you know like Madonna did this before you and you know like or whatever like who's a Ariana Grande the girl from a star is born like Lady Gaga did this before you like the whole like edgy pop artist thing is like it's fine but it's very much in the box of like this has been done before like edgy pop artists has already been done and like i'd like to see people incorporate elements of like non-traditional pop music into pop music which i think is very interesting like pop music to me right now is at a place that's like potentially can go very like rock oriented or very like noise oriented and still be like very pop like i think the weekend does a good job of like incorporating things like like the Vanshees and like sampling all kinds of weird elements to to their music. And like, um, I look forward to that. I look forward to young artists doing cool shit. Cause I'm getting old and I want to see young artists. Do you cool gotta things. have
0: their adrenochrome, huh, baby? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so on that note, art, do you got anything else you want to add to
0: this 2020 episode? Was 2020 a good year for you or a bad year overall? would you say?
1: It was a weird year for me. Like I, I would say good, like i mean i don't really have much to complain about like i'm healthy i'm financially i'm cool like uh i have a job like i have i don't know i mean i just want to like travel more it's one of those like big things that i like doing and i didn't do them that, that much this year so i hope 2021 gives me more opportunity to travel and i still remain healthy and financially secure so if that's cool Not i'm cool.
0: The particle wood parkle board wood, yeah 2020 for me too yeah i would say that you know for all the shit that we just talked about or whatever right i gotta say like 2020 is gonna stand out as one of the years that i look back on like 1988 as being a you know a a monumental year uh 1996 i always reference as being like a a year that i look back with with a smile and you know as much shit as 2020 gave us i gotta say 2020 gave me a lot of cool stuff you know it gave me you know my you know my baby boy which i love and you know door, you know, and, you know, it gave me, you know, two championships that, you know, I very much was craving, you know, with the Lakers and the Dodgers, Um, you know, I was able to spend more time on this podcast, you know, making it better. Um, We develop a better relationship with, you know, a local podcast here, Sofa King, you know, shout out to Brent, who's given us, given me a lot of great advice, you know, how to, you know, make this podcast better, you know, even helps us promote this podcast. Like I... That's been my biggest thing is like hey, like if I can get our names and my like bigger podcasts, mouth you know to, to promote us and we got that you know so shout out to everybody on the Podbelly network i guess this is my official Podbelly drop right here uh, make sure you go to podbelly.com that is our network where you can listen to other great podcasts as art just alluded to earlier uh, our sisters at the we're not sure yet podcast of course the World famous sofa king podcast uh you know jeremy he has a podcast called you know podcast we listen to where he interviews other podcasters great great idea for a podcast um get, he gets some interesting people on there. As well as, you know, my homeboy Eddie from the RRBG podcast where he interviews, you know, a musician, a pro wrestlers, um, you know, movie stars, comedians. He's had Tony Hinchcliffe on there. He's had, you know, people from Nine Inch Nails on there, he's had people from Macedon, he's had people, you know, who fucking wrestled in WWE. Like he he, he gets some big hitters on there, guys, so check him out. Uh, make sure you check us out on all the social medias at Art and Jacob Do America, except for Twitter. Or at Art and Jacob Do A1 for whatever reason, make sure you go to the website that art just fucking put together at art and jacob, art and jacob do America.com, uh, where you can find links to all of these things. Our Patreon, you know, subscribe there, our T Public, which is our official merch shop, where our designs, um, we have one designer, in there designed by the great and powerful Nicole, Nicole Smith Bosch. You can check out her stuff at you know skr apparel at skr com. Um fuck what else man like i'm fucking i'm fucking i'm done with 2020
1: you know what's funny i was just wearing my um skr apparel shirt the one with the ram's horn like uh-huh. the skull i was gonna post it this morning and then i because i had done like the 45 minutes on my bike and i was like super sweaty and i was like gonna post a picture of me going like back on the grind and i was like oh, that's so cheesy like i'm not gonna post it <laughs> were but, your nipples like, showing through though the white should've. shirt no they weren't showing no no salty nipple rings but like that does happen to (laughs) me so with that said (laughs) that's pretty much it man I'm done with 2020 yeah dude same here I look forward to another I honestly can't believe that we've done this podcast this long already like it's super interesting and like I look forward similar to how I look forward to young artists doing cool shit I look forward to us doing cool shit and like still expanding what the podcast can be Yes. So with
0: that said, everybody, have the good rest of the year.
1: God bless twenty twenty one. Younger and healthier, but like literally, even then
0: literally, if you take Hulk Hogan's advice, say your prayers, take your vitamins, you could be a true COVID maniac.
1: Yeah, which I do. Like I take, I take my vitamins, man. But do you say I your prayers? To. I don't. I'm trying to, trying to, but um. <laughs> So just chill till the next episode.